welcome to the Pharmacy Informatics Academy podcast. Welcome everyone uh, to the very first Pharmacy Informatics Academy live stream. We're going to have many of these in the very near future. Going to have spotlight amazing guests, such as our the guest we have today, Dr. Dalton Fabian, um, who's actually a pharmacist turned data scientist. And so, um, you know, part of the series is we're going to be covering a lot of what kind of that journey, uh, what, what are the things that sort of uh, went through that those types of journeys uh, for pharmacists who are in very non-traditional roles, but also in health tech. And so um, welcome everyone. Thanks for joining. If you're kind of listening in uh, after the recording, you know, please let us know uh, if you have any other thoughts or comments, uh, you can always hit us up at the Pharmacy Academy, uh, uh, pharmacists, sorry, pharmacyinformaticsacademy.com. Let me get it right. <laughs> but um, yeah, welcome. And if you have any also, just uh, just also folks who are joining us in the live stream, if you have any like comments or any questions, please feel free to like uh, hit us up in the chat. Um, some of you might be on LinkedIn and some of you might be on YouTube, but yeah, just let us know if you have any questions uh, for Dr. Uh, Fabian uh, Dalton and uh, and me. So yeah, welcome, uh, Dalton. Uh, Thank you. How, how's 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 everything going? Life's good. Yeah, been Life busy good. with professional involvement, buying a house. So it's been yeah. yeah we were actually good catching year. up right. <laughs> Right before this, we were yeah. catching up on like a bit of life update. And, you know, it's funny because we were just talking about like how uh, you've been on uh, the Pharmacy IT and Me podcast uh, a few times, actually a couple of times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, if anyone is interested, definitely give uh, give that a listen. He's, you've got some great gems within that. But really, I wanted to sort of take, take the audience, uh, uh, you know, all the way back to... Uh, your background, kind of where you came. You was 2018 grad, right, uh, yes. at Drake University uh, in Iowa. Um, take you all the way back. What was it, like five years ago? That's like five years ago, right? Four, four and a half, five years. Four yeah. and a half. Okay, I can't count. <laughs> but yeah, so like it's it's you know you kind of passed that sort of new practitioner stage now, right? You've yeah. been a student pharmacist. You've kind of gone through the the three to four to five years of of practice um, in a different field as well, and so kind of. You know, take us all the way back. Uh, you know, maybe you could give us a bit more of more of color of your your student background and kind of where you kind of got started, and then maybe just uh, also just give give us a kind of um, you know what your current role is. Maybe give give us a bit of detail about your current role and where you are. Yeah, so maybe I'll do that first real quick, and then we can go to the student origin story. So I'm a data scientist at a company called Unity Point Health. So we're a health system that spans a few different states primarily in Iowa, but also Illinois and Wisconsin. And so my job really is to implement data science and artificial intelligence across our whole system. So we have, you know, nine different regions in our organization and every single region is using at least one of our tools. So we might have, we have a tool that predicts hospital readmissions, 30 day readmissions, what percent chance a patient is likely to readmit, and then even what day of those 30 days they're going to readmit. Is it, you know, day five, day 20, um, to give nurses better options in scheduling follow-ups, or we might predict whether a patient is going to no-show to an appointment or have an ED visit in the future, have an inpatient visit in the future. We basically try to predict uh, an adverse health outcome uh, that a patient might have. And then we hand off that information to our clinicians so that they can do something with uh, with the yeah. data. 
Well, and, and very, very important timely right now as, as health systems are looking to do cost reduction, uh, cost yeah. management and control. Uh, everything's about cost, to be honest, right, um, at health system level for administrators and for leaders out there. But also, um, it's also to improve uh, patient outcomes, right, for us like, as yep. pharmacists, right? So um, what you're doing is building these kind of amazing uh models data models and yeah. and and sort of algorithms to kind of produce some of those outcomes and so um yeah it's it's a really it's a really great kind of uh takeaway i i wonder if this was something you had thought about when you were actually a p4 or p3 as a student yeah so that's actually where i started thinking about being a scientist <laughs> it was literally on my p4 rotations um so I have been interested in pharmacy and programming computer science since high school. Uh, the public high school that I went to, I knew at the time, like when I was in high school, that I wanted to be a pharmacist. That was kind of what I was interested in. But in high school, my high school had uh, computer science classes, like four or five of them, which was an awesome experience. So learned a little bit of programming there, you know, kind of the web development, HTML, CSS, uh, took AP computer science. I think there was like a C++ class in there, maybe. Oh, right. um, and Don't so... Class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I took Fun a times. class in college yeah. too, and it was uh, <laughs> it's an interesting uh, programming language. So, but right. at that time, I really figured that like the programming and date or uh, pharmacy would exist in some separate capacity. I didn't really know that the two of those could merge together eventually. But yeah, fast forward to I would say maybe my P two year, I started to get interested in informatics. I, I first heard the uh, term pharmacy informatics or healthcare informatics. I think yeah. I was literally reading like some sort of article on about like hot new careers in healthcare or something like that. And there was, right. <laughs> there was it was talking about a master's in healthcare informatics. So that's when I started, you know, okay, maybe, maybe this will be, you know, what I'm interested in doing, kind of pursue the residency route in informatics. And then where it became pretty clear that data science was what I wanted to go into. It was during my P4 year, during my rotations, I was at um, actually a hospital that is in my current organization, uh, Unity Point Lutheran. And I told my preceptors that I was interested in informatics at the time. And they were like, hey, we have a student from the previous year and her husband is an application analyst at Unity Point. Like we should uh, like get the two of you together so that you can learn more about, you know, what an application analyst does in their day to day role. And so I went and shadowed him. He was not a pharmacist, his wife was, but he actually, while I was there, also mentioned, oh, you know, we have this other team across the across the street uh, in another building that does analytics. Maybe you should talk to them. So I went to went to talk to them, got a little bit of a spiel about how, you know, what was going on in analytics at Unity Point Health. And while I was there, they introduced me to the data scientist at Unity Point Health. And so I did a little shadow with him, talked to him about the work that he did, the tools that he made. And actually the one that he showed me was that readmissions tool um, that now I help maintain, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, but after that, I really saw how my knowledge in healthcare and pharmacy and programming were really going to be, um, that data science is kind of going to be that career for me. It's a um, quite a bit of technical knowledge that you have to know to be a data scientist, or write a lot of SQL, uh, Python or R. It's more of the coding aspect of health IT. And so at that point, I kind of figured, yeah, this is like the perfect combination of the two of them. And so I started to pursue health data science as a as a career option, which eventually led to me about a year and a half later, you know, keeping in touch with that data scientist. Um, but then 
about a year and a half later, I did an internship at Unity Point Health, a 10-week data science internship, and got hired on after that. And the past three and a half years have been history. So that's that's kind of how that's, I got. That's into amazing. That, that really is amazing. And like you're, you say, you're you're saying this while you're a student in 2016, which is I I think it's, it sounds pretty fairly early in the stage of like you know folks even thinking in that realm um, of getting to these careers. Like informatics was fairly, I, I still think it's fairly new for students around that time, but also yeah. uh, just youth kind of taking that step, uh, all you know, to connect with data scientists um, and, you know, other teams. That's phenomenal. Was that part of uh, your thought process was like, let, let me find a mentor uh, or let me find someone who's, out, you know, in the field that I can kind of yeah, get more I wanted, help from? Yeah, I wanted to get more information about it because I think, even though I, I kind of heard of a master's degree in informatics, I didn't really know what an mm -hmm. informaticist did. And that's kind of why I pursued that when I first got connected to that application analyst, why I pursued it, because I like conceptually kind of got what they did. But I wanted to, you know, talk to someone who actually did the job and figure out what they, you know, what they worked on every day, what sort yeah. of, you know, applications they worked on. Um, yeah, that was a big part of it. So I, I like the fact that you said that because it's like, you know, maybe that's a, a good re recommendation for students who are kind of looking for other avenues, you know, before they graduate. Maybe that's something that they could either reach out to outside of their school or maybe they have a, you know, a, a process in, in their sort of school that allows for that sort of uh, outreach. And so um, what, and what would you recommend for students who are thinking about it? Yeah, I, I would definitely say it's like seek those people out. That's that's why I personally do like go on Tony's podcast, <laughs> like pharmacy <laughs> IT and me. And like right. uh, I haven't in a while, but you know the data science pharmacist medium blog that I was doing and should really get to doing a little bit more. Um, I like sharing that information because I don't think many people, especially pharmacy students, know about the career opportunities in data science. So I think how like a, a student right now could they can definitely reach out to me and find me on LinkedIn and, you know, get their questions answered. Um, but usually what I'll tell people is more, there are more and more data science teams at organizations like at health systems, pharma companies, all that sort of thing. So if you, if you're interested in a health system in your area, so like say I was not a data scientist right now, but you know, I'm in the Des Moines, Iowa area, I would just go to LinkedIn and type in like data scientist unity point health. And that, yeah, that would be one of the health systems that are, is my area that I work for. And, you know, I'm going to be one of the first people that pops up. And, you know, a few of my teammates are also going to be uh, people that pop up. So I would recommend like, you know, getting in touch with those people, sending, you know, a connection request and, you know, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm interested in your job. Can I ask you a few questions about it? You know, making some of those connections um, yeah. directly with those data scientists. That's a good point. And by the way, we're getting a fl uh, flood of questions. So, uh, you know, really want to get into the meat of, you know, how, what kind of tactically that, you know, what kind of uh, tools and skills that you need to build as part of this uh, process. So maybe we can kind of jump into that a little bit. So, uh, you know, as a student, like as a student, you know, it's a different story. You know, you have um, what I, what I would consider like if you outreach to someone they're probably more than willing to help you go through that journey but when you're a new practitioner or when you're in practice maybe it's a little bit different um and so um you know what are the kind of next steps for say someone who's a new practitioner or who's a mid-level you know a pharmacist out there that really wants to kind of get involved um you know, maybe, maybe they want to get started. Where would they get started? You know, it looks like there's some questions around, do you need to yeah. learn programming languages? Uh, yeah. Do you need courses? Like what's kind of your um, overall take from that? Yeah. 
So I would definitely recommend still do the whole LinkedIn connecting thing just to get your foot in the door. But yeah, you will need to definitely know some of those technical skills. So um, I would say those, th and you can find there's plenty of like courses out there. I personally like a platform called Data Camp that has a lot of these courses, but the main ones are going to be, especially if you're working for like a health system, uh, SQL. I use uh, maybe probably like 80, 85% of the time that I spend coding is writing SQL, which um, it's essentially a language to uh, get data from databases. And so, you know, in the electronic health record, every input, every button click is, you know, tracked on the back end in relational databases and SQL is going to be what you use to get that out when someone puts in a lab value, someone adds a medication uh, to the list. So that's, that's the big one, honestly. Um, but then... Then it diverges into two different um, two different programming languages. Um, so the SQL is kind of the data gathering part. The then machine learning part where you're doing all these predictions, that's either split into Python or R. Um, and so it's kind of... It kind of it depends on the organization that you're going to join. So right now, and historically, my team has used more of the programming language R for our machine learning work because our the analytics vendor that we use supports that programming language and not Python. Uh, but we are actually, you know, in the process of switching to doing more of our stuff in Python because a our electronic health record vendor. Uh, has a kind of cloud computing platform that you can do machine learning in, but it requires Python models. So you you like have to train your machine learning algorithms with Python. So you re it really is institution dependent. Yeah, uh, but you can cross back and forth between the two of you. If well, you know okay. one, it's easier to learn the other. Right, and that's a great point too. You know, I I think also just uh, the fact that you know maybe catering it to the health system you're in, finding opportunities where you are kind of upskilling yourself with some of yeah. these uh, platforms, but also maybe uh, maybe you could kind of reach out to some of your informatics team or some of your uh, data team and, and, you know, work on projects. You know, as a clinician, you have a lot of problems to solve, right? And so, like, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe there's some way where you can kind of collaborate um, internally within health systems. But um, I really like the fact that you pinpointed, like, these specific languages and perhaps specific tools um, for a pharmacist out there. Uh, we have another question here from uh, Richard, I think. Uh, are there any CEs related to informatics or data science? And um, you, know, you just gave uh, some presentations, right? Uh, recently yeah. with uh, ASHPs and yeah, KPHA, so, so there's, yeah. uh, there's a, I did an ASHP webinar in February. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was just called Data Science and Healthcare. Um, yeah. So that's that's out there. Um, obviously, informatics content. <laughs> Beju, you and you and the team at Pharmacy Informatics Academy have a lot of that sort of stuff covered. But um, yeah, so if you're interested, I did a CE in data science. Um, there's plenty of other like you know videos on YouTube and stuff like that that you can you know learn more about data science. Also, yeah, plenty yeah, of that and and, and by the way, you know, I think I think I think more is coming, right? Because we have folks like yourself. Uh, I want to yeah. say also Whitley Yi and uh, Christy Cheng, who's started the AI collective for yeah. pharmacists. Um, this whole host of uh, creators out there, folks who actually got the expertise, and now sharing it back to the community. So it's it's not just one organization it's really distributed across the whole community so really i think there's a lot of resources out there um i personally would love to see more uh cs from dalton so i can get my sort of <laughs> requirements in uh, but, but um you know i i think uh you know i think it's just a testament to like you know hey you know we're learning as a community uh and, and we have to like kind of pay it forward some way and so um moving to sort of to more of a career development roadmap. Um, 
you know, there's sort of, you mentioned these technical skills. Um, and, you know, I really wanted to like hone down on, you know, the difference between what you are currently a data scientist versus what you, your former roles were, were data analytics uh, orientated. And maybe kind of give us a bit more, you know, nuance of what, what those two roles are, how distinct they are. Um, so just so, for someone who's really new to this, yeah. you know, you know what? What should it? What questions should they be asking, really? And and what's interesting about the two kind of domains? Yeah, so <clears throat> there are definitely a, lo a lot of it does overlap between like a data scientist and a data analyst. A lot of the skills and kind of you're going to both be writing a lot of SQL. I would say so. What the main difference that I see between like data analysts and data scientists is that machine learning component, that mm. uh, predicting the future component. So you're only you're mostly only going to get that at least you know currently in a data scientist role. Mm -hmm. That kind of is the domain of a data scientist is machine learning, whereas data analyst um, tends to be more reporting focused, like what happened in the past, um, more of a focus on that, like, you know, right. how many patients got a flu shot this year, or, you know, what patients are missing care gaps or something like that. Um, whereas yeah. Data science, we do look in the past to get like, you know, when this person was discharged, what was their, you know, A1, last A1C or last sodium. But that data gathering is to do that prediction um, of something that's going to happen in the future. And there's kind of that, that process involves more statistics and math um, to, you know, train a machine learning model, evaluate that model, see if it's, you know, right. predicting things well. Um, there's a little bit more like math and statistics that's involved in that. Not that you need to be like a math genius because I'm, I mean, I'm not. So, uh, you know, I bring other skills uh, to my team, but there's a little bit more kind of that math and stats part two. Well, well that's a good point. You know, we did have stats in, in school. We actually had lit search and stats and all these other yeah. kind of tools. And I was just kind of thinking, you know, as a pharmacist uh, or going through even pharmacy school, there's a lot of transferable skills within oh, that, yeah, right? 100%. So yeah. would you say so, you've kind of used a bit, a bit of that? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, my first maybe month uh, on my team during, during my internship, you know, we did a literature review. So we mm. were trying to help our care management program figure out what patients they should enroll in care management. And essentially the idea is that care managers like touch base with their patients more often uh, than a PCP can. And so we, you know, we figured out that we wanted to predict the risk of a patient having an emergency room visit or an inpatient visit. And so we went to the literature to see how other people had done that before. What what parameters about patients they use, you know, did they use mostly medication data, you know, emergency room encounters in the past, that sort of thing. So we did literature review. So I felt very, uh, felt very <laughs> at home there uh, right? <laughs> through all the, you know, lit review classes that we had. Um, and I would say like the other main skill that I think is is overlooked is how we're trained to communicate as pharmacists with other healthcare professionals. So most of my work, you know, goes to a healthcare professional mm -hmm. for them to do something with it. And, you know, you have to convince uh, healthcare professionals to use your tools. Like that's part of, you know, you can build a tool, but they have to have to use it. So I found personally that right. I'm able to communicate pretty effectively with our clinicians. And I almost have a, a better rapport with them. Because most of them, so most of these care managers know that I'm a pharmacist and they're, you know, they're clinical leaders, they're directors of care right. management. They know that I'm a pharmacist. So it, it has that extra level of kind of trust <laughs> that it comes from me because they know I have right. that background. Yeah. I mean, you know, really just the credibility, right? Because you, yeah. you're talking yeah. the same language they are, they're you know, trained the same way, you know, 
they are in most cases. And so I think that that speaks a lot. And, and, you know, just kind of uh, for the folks who are watching, you know, who, who are interested in health tech in general, um, you know, at being a pharmacist or a clinician really in a company that doesn't have many clinicians or any healthcare professionals on board, it, it's really um, enlightening. It, it, you know, you are valued. There's a lot of uh, trust, of course, that you have to build, you know, with, with that relationship, right? And, but with that also comes, you know, you have to have those leadership skills, those soft skills to kind of really communicate effectively what your point is from your very contextualized background um, to make them understand, like, you know, this is the solution or this is the way forward, right? And so, um, so yeah, you know, I, I think this is a, a great kind of snapshot, uh, Dalton, that you've kind of given us. Um, I, you know, you've kind of mentioned in Tony's podcast, actually, you mentioned that you're looking more forward towards data engineering. And so so we're talking about data analysts. We talked about what a data scientist is. And then, you know, what is the next kind of phase in the industry? And what would you kind of see the industry kind of develop into with, with, this, with this type of role? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm currently... Um... So I think a, a data engineer and kind of what I'm going towards, I'm kind of actually going towards like a, a combination of all these different things. Um, you know, data analysts, right. data scientists, data engineers can become one, uh, just mash them all together. Um, but what I see, so when I think about the like data issues that we have as an organization, I think about some of the, um, if you've ever been inside of uh, the reporting database for the electronic health record that we have, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of tables. We'll just say it that way. And to get information, you right. have to like connect a lot of these different tables together. And it's not always obvious. So like, let's take example. If I want to find a patient's last A1C, there is a table that has uh, who the lab was done for and what time it happened at. There's a table for what the lab result was. And there's a code associated that with that, like code one, two, three had a value of 9%. And then there's a third table that has, you know, code one, two, three is an A1C. Um, and so you have to join neither. None of these tables are very useful on their own. Like if you want to find out, you know, what was this specific patient's last A1C? None of those by itself answer your question. So you have to join those three tables together. And so I see like, especially being a pharmacist, I think another skill that I have is the ability to interpret lab descriptions and diagnoses and you know medication groupings. And so creating kind of a, a layer over that data that when somebody wants to grab an A1C or a sodium, they just you know write a query that says select from table, give me all of the A1Cs only. And they don't have to you know do the interpretation of oh lab one, two, three is an A1C, four, five, six is a sodium. Um, kind of creating, it's called, uh, the general idea of that is called a semantic layer where mm -hmm. you kind of, um, and it kind of fits within the realm of data engineering. Um, it, it allows people to use data quicker instead of, you know, rewriting all of this code over and over again. You know, when you do a new project, you got to write the whole query again, the whole SQL query again, it gives users the ability or, you know, data users the ability to, um, you know, just get in there and use data quicker instead of having to worry about spending all that time yeah. trying to write yeah. some code that they've written before that should just be, you know, repeatable. Um, so that's, mm -hmm. that's where I see like my own career going, having more interest in doing that. Because I see how, you know, when we write a query right now to find ED visits um, mm -hmm. and we change it, I have to go in like 10 different places and change it. <laughs> Instead of, you know, one location, the semantic layer idea thing. Well, I guess, uh, I guess that could be job security in some sense, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, 
and you know, just just for the folks who are listening, and you know, uh, when, we t- when we speak about tables, we're talking about uh, relational database structures and these type of things. Um, like although I'm sure you- Excel table, like Excel yeah. spreadsheet, <laughs> and each one has different pieces of information in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Uh, so you know, I. I, you know, I feel like you're really just not only your engine, you're looking towards engineering data, but you're really looking towards engineering your career roadmap um, in a sense, you know, because you're, you're, you, I've kind of, I'm seeing sort of an evolution of where you're going. So I think maybe this is the important call out is, you know, you can start from something very basic, like maybe Excel or what have you. And we have, by the way, we have a great series uh, on Excel by Dr. Alex Evans uh, on our blog site. Please check it out. He's He's got a great course uh, that's available too. Um, but yeah, you know, we have a really, uh, you know, we can really go really basic, right? And, and start somewhere. Um, and then sort of have, you know, build these tools as part of your journey. And you don't really, you know, as you said, like you're, you're building a nation of like um, skills, you know, you don't really necessarily have to be very specific and, and be very, um, you know, I guess pin, pinpoint one specific language or one specific skill. It's really a mal- amalgamation of that. But what is the real outcome behind it is kind of what I'm thinking. And, you know, I've come across, uh, you know, I worked with data scientists in my career. Um, I worked with data analysts in my career as well um, and with the product team, you know, uh, one of the things we want to do is solve for business problems at the end of the yeah. day, right? And so when you when you when you're building these toolkits, always remember it's really the problem for whoever the stakeholder is, right? Like your leadership, your CFO, whoever it is. This is what you want to do to solve for you know the audience that you're kind of or your customer, I guess that you're seeking to do. So, so I think I think it goes back to like you know pharmacists are great problem solvers. I've said this many times. Yeah. And I think I think we all agree, right? This is like a skill that we really have. Um, a lot of critical thinking, uh, as well as like uh, you know, sort of looking at problems as algorithms, perhaps you know, decision support, sort of trees. Um, but really, kind of being very meticulous about it and looking at it as a like uh, a way to you know really solve a problem for healthcare and for your patient. Ultimately, hopefully, that's kind of the end goal. So, um, you know. I, I want to just ask uh, Dalton, like, where where would you say um, folks can go to today? Like, is it Data Camp? Is it like, you know, is, is it getting on Excel? Like, wh- where is it that someone can kind of really just take action today and like start their journey? Yeah. So the reason, like, I mentioned Data Camp earlier and why I like it so much for sort of someone who's a beginner, even like I still use it also. So it it even has classes up to you know even if you're already a data scientist. But what I usually find uh, just in general, what's hard is like kind of piecing together your own learning plan. Uh, when, you, when you don't know, you know, what feet, like if you were just, you were interested in data science, but you don't mm. know much about it. Like it's very hard to piece together what skills do I need to learn? Um, like you might come across Python and R, but you know, I mentioned that SQL is so important to uh, being a data scientist. So what Data Camp does is they have like career paths. So you can say, I want to be, Mm-hmm. Uh, you could take some SQL classes. They have a couple of SQL, you know, career tracks, but then they also have a data scientist in R career track or data scientist in Python career track. And it lays out, you know, starts from not knowing any programming really, and then goes all the way to, you know, doing implementing machine learning models, like some of the more advanced machine learning models. So it gives you that, it gives you that path. Um, and I think like Coursera and companies like that have some of those similar path, you know, functionalities in their, um, in their software. But that's kind of why I particularly like data. Yeah. It's very easy to get to and, you know, start learning to code right away. And I think especially what you said earlier about critical thinking skills, I, I think programming can be 
pretty um like people get scared of it or like you know think it's going to be this like super hard thing but i actually do think a lot of the critical thinking skills that we develop as pharmacists and you know medication therapy management and all that stuff mm-hmm. therapeutics mm-hmm. um i think it applies really well to learning to program like you do a lot of critical critical thinking when you're programming too um so i'd encourage yeah. everybody like and, and it's fun right it, it's, yeah, it's yeah 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 once you get into it it's really fun i mean uh, just try, it. you know, so like one of the things like I, I've kind of looked at, uh, and reviews Maven Analytics, which is a similar platform to data camp. Um, but I, I really appreciate the fact that it's sort of like curated for someone who really just needs a bit of structure or wants to yeah. figure out what that structure is. And by the way, my like alarm goes off <laughs> while I'm chatting, but yeah, like, so, um, yeah, going back to like it, it really gives you structure. So I think I think maybe as a next step, what we could do is we could start uh, maybe kind of a, do a review, a little short reviews on some of these platforms that are out there. Um, I, I certainly think that may be a valuable ad, but um, I'd love to hear from you know you guys from the audience, like you know uh, what what kind of tools have you started to use, what's what's kind of been on the forefront of your minds, um, and have you looked at any of these tools, DataCamp, Maven Alex, any of these other sort of tools as part of your uh, you know, beginning of your journey. So just just curious what your thoughts are. Um, let us know. But other than that, uh, you know, Dalton, what's what's the, can you tell me one fun thing that you're looking forward to in 2023 as you kind of like, as we kind of wrap up 2022, um, you've done a few conferences, webinars um, and talks, but yeah, what, what are you kind of looking forward to from a professional level? Yeah, uh, so probably what I'm most interested in and like, uh, I've been starting to get in, into more recently is doing data science on the cloud. Um, mm. So implementing some cloud computing. So we, you know, currently right now we run all of our, uh, you know, data pipelines and machine learning processes through an analytics vendor. And they mm. kind of manage a lot of that for us. Um, but there are like a couple of platforms out there that I think will work really well for us or better in, for our machine learning work. Um, so there's companies like Microsoft has a cloud platform called Azure, and we're working mm-hmm. through implementing that right now for our team. We're the, we're going to be the guinea pigs, uh, as right. for our, uh, organization to get some, uh, some data work or analytics work, uh, up in the cloud. And then there's platforms like Databricks. And so we're planning to implement, um, and use Databricks for some of our machine learning work. Um, so I'm kind of going into that kind of, kind of cloud data engineer type position. That's kind of what I'm targeting mm-hmm. with, um, with this move to the cloud. So that's probably, yeah, that's the thing I'm most looking forward to because it's a, it's becoming a more, the whole cloud ecosystem is becoming a more important, you know, skill set. Uh, you know, in the future, it's really going to be, you know, most data science teams will probably run their stuff uh, in the cloud. So that's going to be an important skill to know for me going forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, not only you're like future proofing your career, but you're, yeah. you're actually like, staying true with like the lifelong learner concept right you're 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 yeah, learning yeah. every single learning. day <laughs> yeah a yeah. lot of learning yeah so you know i mean it's a testament to like you know like if 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 that's something that will never stop in your career uh whether it's you know you're moving into data analytics or data science role or it's just any other role in health tech uh non-technical as well as technical mm-hmm. There's a ton of learning to be done right yeah you still have to stay up to date with industry standards and you know kind of other build other toolkits in your arsenal. So we're going to be covering a lot of these other topics very soon with other guests, um, you know, and we'd love to kind of hear your feedback, but, you know, just kind of as a end to this really Dalton, I really appreciate your time, taking your time to sort of chat with us. Um, yeah. You know, I think it says a lot about 
just how much of a you know how much of a mentor you are in the community yeah you know, because really just this is what we're about right this, this yeah. is this is how we kind of pay it forward is we have to share yeah. the knowledge we gain with the community and so our next yeah. generation of pharmacists can really do better and you know do more with with yeah. what they have so yeah i've had a lot of great mentors that have you know even you know our clinical professors when i was in pharmacy school yeah. or you know my boss now he's like a data scientist i get a lot of data science mentoring from him <laughs> but like i definitely wouldn't be where i am today without you know some of those professors yeah. making connections for me or preceptors making connections for me i literally i wouldn't have my I literally probably wouldn't have my job if you know those preceptors hadn't connected me to other people and been more more than willing to do that so i definitely feel like it's yeah it's super important to kind of pay that forward well thank you again and you know uh again if you want to uh connect with dalton please follow us on linkedin follow dalton on linkedin you'll find him on dalton fabian um and then also just you know uh if you feel like this has been valuable please you know share with your friends your colleagues your you know peers we'd love to have more join us and and kind of hear more stories from from the front lines you know from what hap what's happening in health tech and also uh how how you build a, a fulfilling career in this space so yeah thanks dalton really appreciate your yeah, time Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you want to check out more Pharmacy Informatics Academy content, visit pharmacyinformaticsacademy.com and follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and all the social media platforms.